Stuart Rhodes never entered the Capitol on January 6th. And despite the assertion of mobbed-up federal prosecutors, uh, it wouldn't have been a very good insurrection plan for this militia to leave their guns across the river in Virginia. Nor is it particularly insurrection-like to aid cops, including Officer Harry Dunn, who was in a very precarious situation until some Oath Keepers came along and helped out. And despite the fact that juror after juror heard witnesses say that the defendants did not plan to storm the Capitol, none of this mattered. In front of a jury in Washington, D.C., in a town that voted 93% for the figurehead and a town that exists to protect itself and its interest. Washington, D.C. makes nothing. Washington, D.C. creates nothing. They've got the perfect business model. When Washington, D.C. wants more money, they take more money. It's a fantastic business model if you can get away with it. We'll talk about this because first they came for Stuart Rhodes, although in reality, they've been coming for us for a long time. Thank you to Soda Weight Loss, SodaWeightLoss.com for helping us figure it out. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. By virtue of that, by virtue of the fact that God has decided what we should live through these times, and because the rest of the Bible tells us today is the day the Lord has made as an opportunity for us to rejoice, and again I say rejoice, it's really up for us to find in these times reason to rejoice. And uh, yesterday we talked about gratitude. And I hope you'll take me up on the gratitude challenge. I mean, I'm very grateful for the work of Julie Kelly, who has done an enormous service to this country to one day be recognized as she has done more than any other reporter. And she's, she's a good old-fashioned journalist is what Julie is. And, yep, she's a conservative. She was at one point a uh, officer with the Republican National Committee, a committee woman, uh, they called it, as I recall. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, I'm thankful for the fact that at this moment, this show has not yet been banned by platforms, and may God continue to protect it. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to know that our founders went through something very similar, and that was tyranny. And our founders responded to that. And yes, I know that that ended up in a war. Obviously, I know that. And I pray on my knees that God would see fit to provide his mercy to us, to turn his face back to us. But that requires a lot of this nation turning their face to him and, in fact, taking the knee, both knees to God. I pray that happens. But I can pray. And we can pray out loud. And the party can try to stop it. And too many churches took the knee to the feds and the other bosses when they seized their right to worship. 
which is different from the right to live out your Christian faith, which is also in the First Amendment. Both of those things, worship and living out your faith. And other churches didn't. And they grew. <laughs> They've grown in record numbers. And I'm grateful for that. And I'll tell you why. It's because when the churches that decided to take the knee to the bosses and decided to become distribution arms for the injections and the woke mask you know, enforcement, they showed themselves for what they are. When a Christian church said, you can't come in because you're uninjected, they were saying, you're a leper. We don't, we don't allow lepers. Lepers don't get to get washed in the blood of Christ, <laughs> which is, in fact, the opposite of the Lord Jesus. As you know, he went to the lepers. He dared to touch them. Oh, and it was a scandal. I'm thankful for that. And these are the days through which the Lord has decided we shall live. And these are the times such as these, is what it says in the book of Esther. Can we celebrate? Even as we dig into yet another example of absolute government tyranny. And let's remember as we dig into this that we get to hear about it. And we get to speak about it. Because God protects those rights, unalienable. And right now, we get to practice them. So let's do it. The the founders saw private property as something key to maintaining freedom. Because the founders understood that, uh, well, in England, it was not everybody could ever own property. It was impossible for many people to ever gain real property. And so they understood private property as a means of having some, some input on one's destiny. And truly being a, a, not a sovereign person because God alone is sovereign, but having your, your own bodily sovereignty, such as the Lord allows. So they saw that, and in throughout the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, there's a bunch of prohibitions on how government can take our property, what it must do in order to seize it or to even buy it. They saw this, and so that money that you have in your retirement account, right, that, that represents a lot. It's private property, and the founders recognized it as such, and yeah, there's methods of taxing it. But it shouldn't be so easy for the government to allow other mobbed-up entities to mess with it, and yet it is. So we need wisdom. And I really believe that Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management is a guy who has gained that wisdom in the way that God often gives us great wisdom, which is through pain. <laughs> when Zach was a young man, he went to work for two separate firms, you know, money management firms, financial firms. Both of them made bad decisions that Zach didn't back, but it ended up with problems for him. Right? He's felt economic pain. So over a decade ago, when he and his wife launched Bulwark Capital Management at KnowYourRiskRadio.com, Zach planted a flag in the ground. It's the rallying cry. It's risk management. <laughs> if there is not a time for risk management, if this isn't a time for risk management, nothing is. In the midst of this chaos economy, very few days, a couple of weeks left in the year, have you yet gotten a hold of Zach Abraham to see if your portfolio, your private property, your life's energy stored up that God has given you to steward will withstand the chaos economy? Simple. Just call him. 
866-779-RISK. Call Bork Capital Management, 866-779-RISK, or you can simply go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bork Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Check Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Julie Kelly, uh, and we'll try to get her back on the show, although she's busy with bigger fish. Uh, to, to fry up and eat, such as Fox News, et cetera. But she's always very kind to respond. We'll try to get her on. Now, she has a piece up about what happened to, to Stuart Rhodes. And when I say first they came for Stuart Rhodes, I said, it, it, yet he's not really first. I'll explain that in a second. And, and clearly, I think you know that the government's been coming for us for a long time. She opens this way. One, after, one year after the events of January 6th, despite their best efforts, Federal prosecutors still hadn't filed the single criminal charge that came anything close to resembling, quote, insurrection or domestic terrorism. Democrats and regime media were agitated. How could they continue to promote the four-hour disturbance as an attempted coup if the most prevalent offense charged by the Department of Justice a year later was the petty misdemeanor of, quote, parading in the Capitol? Even the chief judge for the D.C. District Court overseeing each January 6th case had publicly expressed her frustration that the government wasn't producing harsher indictments against Trump supporters. So Matthew Graves, the U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia, swooped in to save face. Eleven members of the Oath Capers, an alleged militia group, were charged on January 12th, 2022, with seditious conspiracy for their involvement in the Capitol protest. Elmer, Stuart Rhodes, and 10 others were accused of conspiring to oppose by force the authority of the government of the United States and by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of the laws in the United States. And, of course, they meant by that, this is me now, not Julie, the peaceful transfer of power, which, of course, the Democrats and the regime media, the Mockingbirds, had just spent the last two years destroying the peaceful transfer of power as they delayed Trump having any authority. Well, he had authority, but delayed him having any believability. And to this day, there are people who still believe that Donald John Trump was a Russian asset. And this week, of course, the outrage du jour is a very Trumpian statement. And we we must, we must be honest about the president. The statement about this massive fraud as he sees it, and I do believe the election was stolen. And that should, and people are saying that he said to suspend the Constitution. And the full statement is a very Trumpian statement in that it's not particularly clear what he means. I don't think he means that we should destroy the Constitution. I think he means that an event like that, the rigging of an election in itself, undoes the Constitution. I believe that's what the president means. That if you allow stuff like this to go on, the Constitution becomes a piece of paper people can look at, but it doesn't apply. But yes, the, the Mockingbirds spent two years messing with the, the peaceful transfer of power. Back to Julie Kelly's observations. She points out that the Oath Keepers did not take any guns to Washington, D.C., and yet they expected an insurrection. They expected to, to perform a coup, but unarmed. They kept them across the river. In Virginia, and much to the dismay of the federal prosecutors, that quick reaction force, that actually didn't exist. There was no quick reaction force. There were guns stored in, ho- in, in hotel rooms. And in fact, only one man, Joshua James, and this is Julie Kelly writing, was accused of assaulting police in a heated confrontation with officers that afternoon. He later pleaded guilty to seditious conspiracy. 
After the government moved to take away his military benefits, James was was nearly killed in a roadside bomb in Baghdad in 2007 at the age of 19 and suffers lifelong injuries and was awarded a Purple Heart. The government had threatened the father of three and their children with life. Uh, the father of three children with life in prison if he was convicted, so he wouldn't have been able to provide for his family at all. And and he never went in to the Capitol. Stuart Rhodes never entered the Capitol of the United States ever. And so how do we deal with this? Well, he led apparently an insurrection and a coup in which no one went armed, in which he, the leader, did not enter, and in which members of the Oath Keepers were protecting cops, including this Harry Dunn. What we observe is a judge who was very committed to the government's side, Judge Mehta was very, very committed to seeing that the government got what it must have, which is a show of force against anyone who would question the party, particularly on the topic of elections. Keep in mind, I've been making the case now for two weeks with the great help of of not my work, but investigative reporters with the audio of government, mobbed up government people who form now private groups who are literally ahead of time, banning the question about, wait a minute, why is it that the Republicans are so far ahead? And then the Democrats seem to always catch up on these key races. Wait a minute, how come this happens in states? How come it doesn't happen in Florida, where they do not have any of the loose rules? In other words, no rules. Why was it so predictable for those of us who watched Washington State, the former state of Washington, perfect this technique? Why were we able to say in advance, here's how this is going to happen? Why do we once again have that same graph that we can use? Republican head, Republican head, Republican head. Shoop! Look at all those ballots for the Democrats. Wow, now that you're not allowed to ask that. This is the government in Silicon Valley. And it's not just Twitter. That's, that's, the, that's the, the least of this, the Hunter Biden stuff. It's not just Twitter. It's the government deciding who will see what. And so when I say they first came for Stuart Rhodes, really they didn't. Stuart Rhodes is going to pay a big cost for this as he may well be in prison uh, for the rest of his life. May well be in there for 86 years. God forbid. So he may pay a very heavy cost for this. But in point of fact... They came for our skepticism. They, they, they came for doctors. And it wasn't just doctors. They came for storekeepers and restaurateurs. And very few people stepped up to stop them. Going back to Julie Kelly's piece. The verdicts cheered by the media and the regime will serve as an accelerant in the Justice Department's bastardization of arcane, seditious conspiracy, and inapplicable obstruction of official proceeding laws to criminalize political dissent in the wake of January 6th. 
An act of sedition no longer requires proof of an elaborate plan engineered months, if not years in advance. The use of heavy weapons in attempts to injure or kill lawmakers or enforcement officials or law enforcement officials to take over government functions. All it requires is some heated rhetoric on social media or in private chats coupled with nonviolent entry into a public building. The most punishing aspect of Meg's of Kelly Meg's conviction is the fact that he walked through an open door with no resistance from law enforcement, stayed inside the Capitol for 17 minutes, where he led a prayer with other Oath Keepers in the rotunda. Investigative journalist Steve Baker, who covered each day of the trial, told the American Greatness on Thursday. Then he walked up to the stairwell where he diffused a potentially disastrous situation with Officer Dunn. Dunn, carrying an M4 rifle, had to be calmed down by a supervisor that afternoon. 90% of the government's case is rely, relied on scary words when Kelly Meigs definitely had some scary words, but he now faces up to 86 years in prison. And keep in mind, this comes at a time that we're watching The government decide that if you go to a school board meeting and are not dutifully uh, licking the boot, then you are, in fact, a domestic terrorist. We are watching this at a time where the CARES Act and the COVID protocols are being used to force people out of hospital rooms and then very suspiciously using the same exact pattern. And the pattern goes like this. Your loved one is sedated without your permission or knowledge and perhaps against their will and often against their, without their knowledge, just sedated. Once they're sedated, their oxygen begins to drop because that's what sedation does, their oxygen levels. Then you're told you got to get them on a ventilator, they're going to die, and they continue to push on that. And sometimes, sometimes if you continue to say no, they find a way to get you taken out of the hospital, in which case your loved one is then put on a ventilator. And about 90% of people put on ventilators never come off of them. And then, despite saying they won't, despite knowing that you do not want it, your loved one is often given remdesivir. And after that, if you avoid that fate, as happened to Scott Sher's daughter, Grace, as we talked to him this week, oh, well, we'll just give you some, we'll just give your daughter more and more and more anti-anxiety meds until she dies. And then we'll see it was a COVID death. But not before we bill the government for the $300,000 for ventilating her. So we have to keep this all in mind. As I say, first they came for Stuart Rhodes, because in point of fact, they didn't just first come for Stuart Rhodes. They came for all of us. And today is the day the Lord has made. And these are the times through which God has decided we should live. And I just got to speak all of that out loud. And thus far, the program has not been banned. And may God continue to protect it. And thus far, the national radio show God's blessed us with on the weekends seems to be thriving. May it continue to be so and do so. And may God continue to bless it. And thus far, we're continuing to welcome new partners to the show. Because you have blessed us with your loyalty. Loyalty to the program and loyalty to our partners. And making every attempt to use them if it makes sense in your life. And if you love the products. And if you don't, you don't. You don't support them if you don't love the products or if it's not right for your life. We'd never ask you to do that. Today is the day the Lord has made. It's an opportunity for us to rejoice. I'm reading on the internet, which would be easy enough for them to censor, a fantastic bit of analysis that's a brutal takedown of what the government is doing and attempting to do in a permanent sense to Stuart Rhodes, but really to us. Because Julie Kelly couldn't be more right. 
if they get to do this against if they get to do this against him how do they not then get to do it against us because remember Stuart Rhodes may be a target but ultimately the target is skepticism about elections that's the real target Oh, and did I say first they came for Rhodes? Let's make that case a little bit more clear as we continue on in this day that the Lord has made. Now, look, the fact of the matter is, we talked this week with um, we talked this week with yet another military veteran uh, who shared with us his view, and I mean a senior guy shared with us his view of the government. And the fact that it's, it's in his mind, the Department of Defense is run at the, at the top by criminals. And he had been a battalion commander, lieutenant colonel and battalion commander. But he said something so vital. And that is that, look, the frontline men and women who serve, in other words, combat roles and, and operating roles, solid. 99% solid. And that echoes exactly what I hear from other guys. Well, how could they not be? You think about the personalities that serve in those roles, like my friend and brother, Tim Cruikshank, the founder of, of Bonefrog Coffee, founder and CEO of Bonefrog Coffee. He's a 25-year Navy veteran and a Navy SEAL, and he founded this company, yes, 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 to make money for his family, but he decided to do it in a way that honors the fallen heroes with whom he served in combat. And that's what Bonefrog does. Every single label says God, country, team on it. And then the coffee, he continues to innovate. There's been people clamoring, Tim, please make us a decaf. Done. Zenfrog is now decaf and not just any decaf because the normal decaf you go find tastes pretty bad. Tim put a lot of work into sourcing the beans for this. And it's from several countries, several farms. The very, very best it can find. So it's a, an incredible blend. Full-bodied, medium roast, rich, flavored with extra, uh, and, and richly flavored. But get this. They used the Swiss water process for Zenfrog decaf. Zenfrog is now decaf. And the Swiss water process means none of the nasty chemicals in that. But now I got friends saying, wait a minute. Herman, you don't drink decaf. I will try the Zenfrog decaf so that I can honestly share with you my assessment of it. But I'm going to be drinking the door kicker. This is a new label from Bonefrog. The door kicker is the highest caffeinated product they make. And it's named after those people who stand in what SEALs call the cone of death. The people who have to kick in the doors, not knowing what's behind them. Now, very few of us are or ever could be door kickers, but we get to honor the door kickers with this brand. So it's bonefrog.us bonefrog.us and man uh the the door kicker is available now so is the zen frog decaf either one be amongst the first to get it bonefrog.us is a site that tim and i our teams made together for us bonefrog.us so when i say that they came for every, they came for Stuart Rhodes first. First, they came for Stuart Rhodes. I want to remind everybody about recent history. And this goes to the statement that we made the other day about speaking out. How do people just go along? And why do people just go along? 
And uh, I feel awful. I feel so torn when I do a topic this way because I think I, I'm picturing right now the faces of two friends. One, a, a, a guy I consider a really good friend who's a very, very godly man and spends his time in service. And another's a guy I don't know as well, but I think he's, I, I consider to be a brave and a good man. And both of them are teachers. And I'm remembering a conversation with my, with my friend and coach who said to me, hey, you know what? There's a lot of godly teachers, and our school is filled with good teachers, and I want you to remember that not all of us are living in the trauma or the shadow of trauma of bad teachers, and we're doing everything we can to prevent bad teachers from getting into our schools. And I'm thinking of that, and I'm thinking of friends of mine who are cops. And I always, I, I'm so torn But guys, the accounting is this. We've reached a point where the the, the cost of you remaining silent is higher than the cost of you speaking out. That's, that's, That's done. The return on investment is over. Look at the patterns we present in this show. Stuart Rhodes never entered the Capitol. Kelly Meggs was in there for 17 minutes in which time he prayed and diffused a situation, protected a cop. And helped talk that situation down that could have ended in a shooting. He aided with that. And yet they're being charged first time. This, this, this particular charge has ever been used against Americans. Or in, in fact convicted. So I'm thinking back to December 2nd, 2022 in the state of Virginia. And a guy who ran a restaurant who happened to be running for office as a Republican, he got shut down because it was he was walking death, getting people killed for serving alcohol in his facility. But Chili's up the street. Been it's fine. To be detrimental to the community, but you're still going to shut a man's business down over that. You're not here to discuss whether or not they're unconstitutional. You're just here to do your job, right? Uh huh. And you're going to enforce that regardless, right? Yeah. So you're part of the problem, man. I want you to know that. You're part of the problem. 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 Everybody in here, every one of you, man. What's going on in this country right now? The reason that we're in the situation we're in as the United States of America, you're part of the problem, sir. So you can't complain about what the president is doing. You can't complain about the state that the country is in right now. You can't you can't complain about how screwed up it is. You're part of the problem, sir. You're just doing your job. So many people were just doing their job for Hitler back in Germany. You as well, sir. That goes that goes for you as well. That goes for you as well. That goes for all of you. That goes for all of you, man. There's no excuse. There's zero excuse. The cops are are nodding their heads, and some of them look ashamed. And I've had cops get really mad at me for for stating what I'm about to state. That was Spotsville, or Spotsvania, Virginia. Guys, the, the cost is now this high. That without speaking out and without gathering yourselves together and saying, we are not going to enforce illegal guns, seizures, we are not going to enforce more lockdowns. We're simply not. Because if you think the lockdowns aren't coming back, I'm here to tell you they are, and I'm going to tell you in what ways in just a second. 
they're building the case in the separate country of Seattle with the medical emergency of RSV, which was almost certainly caused by the mRNA injections and is only going to get worse. You're going to live amongst the sickest society ever. You're about to witness the sickest, least healthy society in history for multiple reasons, but core amongst them, in my judgment, is the destruction of people's immune system. And when I talk about that, I'm not necessarily just talking about ADE, antigen-dependent enhancement. Okay, a friend of mine was talking about this the other day. Antigen-dependent enhancement is what happens when you introduce a a non-neutralizing injection or so-called vaccine during a pandemic, an actual pandemic. When you do that, it gives the virus an opportunity to shift and change and evolve because you're not destroying it. That's antigen-dependent enhancement. I've been using a phrase uh, to, to describe the derangement of the immune system, immunological derangement. What does that mean? Making your immune system crazy. Well, what do I mean? I mean that when you force your body, when your body is forced to produce massive amounts of a poison, and the spike proteins are poison to the body, they're cytotoxins. When your body is caused to produce that, and then that poison is stored in portions of your body, your body is going, your your, your immune system is going to attack that portion of your body often. It just makes simple, common sense to understand the workings of the body in that way. So they're building the case for more lockdowns based on RSV, which was a problem created in my judgment by these injections. And they're going to press forward with that. But it's not just there. We'll get to that in a second. So lots of officers get mad at me when I say, you've got to speak out. But here's the cost, guys. Eventually, you won't be able to. When people don't speak out in times such as these, eventually, you will not be able to. Such as, right now, if a physician tells the truth about gender theory, the transgender lie, that physician can be fired. That wasn't always the case. Staying quiet a decade ago, let them build that momentum. And right now, the cost is this, tens of thousands of young lives being destroyed forever. And you took an oath as a doctor, and at some point, your goal was to protect people and to heal people. And at some point, you were doing that. But right now, the system in which you work is not doing that. They're doing the opposite. And I beg you just to sit down and think about the return on investment or think about what you're actually creating. You're creating a situation by, and you're not doing it on purpose, many of you, most of you, 99% of you, not doing it on purpose. But you are allowing a system to get to the point where it's very near to the point of, we will inject you with whatever we want. We will take your kids if you will not let us trans them or inject them. That's what your silence is buying for them. And the same thing is true for officers. And I know it's real easy, real easy for me to bravely spend your retirement. I know it's super easy for me to be all brave because I didn't spend 20, 25, 30 years get shot at and beat up and yelled at or in the case of you know, being, the, being, being a doctor, going through the residency programs and being low man and low woman on the totem pole. I know that. But in my little corner of the globe, I'm here to tell you uh, by way of testimony, God replaces what you give up if you do it to his glory. 
And the attack on our freedoms is ungodly. And the attack on the, on the personal conscience of people is ungodly. And what I'm about to tell you about in terms of lockdowns is ungodly. Oh, and it's just one other thing that I will one day go around and collect apologies for. <laughs> From friends, former friends, colleagues, former colleagues uh, in talk radio, conservative media, who told me, you're just killing yourself when you say things like that. That can never happen here. Oddly, it's happening right here. Oh, man, um, there is just something really special about um, the connection between families who have, um, have special needs, uh, special needs kids. You know, um, my friend John, who is the father of, of, of Alan and Alan Soaps, he loves an opportunity to connect uh, with other people who have kids who have special needs. And um, I got this great note from Landlocked Submariner. Dear Todd, during the Allen Soap uh, commercial in hour two today, and this is from, um, this is December 2nd. Uh, really, do we sound like commercials? I'm really just trying to talk about <laughs> uh, partners of the cast. I get it, though. I get what you're saying. Dear Todd, during the Allen Soap commercial in hour two today, you talked about an interaction with John and Toby's father. Funny thing. Toby's my son. You made my day when I heard this story. God bless you, brother. My wife and I are going to play the ad for him when the package comes in from John and Alan. Again, thank you. You made my day. You continue to be in my prayers. And this is from Landlocked Submariner in the uh, 806, I would add. See, here's what happened. Is when they ordered soap uh, from Alan's soaps, they shared a bit about their family and about the special needs that their, their son has. And John saw that and said, okay, we're going to create a connection here. Now, this is why this is so vital to understand this. It's so vital to understand. They sent them a co- bunch of cool stuff that, that very few people have um, in addition to the soaps. Please understand this. The soap product is 100% solid. It's 100% natural. It's made with three decades of family soap making expertise. Um, they're unique, unique fragrances. The, the, the website is top-notch, allensoaps.com slash Todd. You get 10% off everything there. But please, please see the future in this day that the Lord has made. The future is, if we continue to help Allen's Soaps build, the future is a whole bunch of young people, perhaps like Toby, working shoulder to shoulder with Allen, a company staffed by young people that the party says to abort. They say they're just useless eaters. Well, that's the, that's the, the future is ours to build. You want a parallel society? Shop from companies that are building that parallel society today. Allensoaps.com slash Todd. And again, I insist on this. If the product is not 100% to your liking, don't buy it. Allen's is not a charity, and we are not a charity. Your charity belongs in the hands, in my judgment, first of all, of your church. If it's a biblical church. And then neighbor to neighbor. Allensoaps.com slash Todd. Get 10% off everything there when you use my name. Allensoaps.com slash Todd. First they came for Stuart Rhodes, although it's really not. They didn't really first come for him. 
They're coming for all of us. There is in England an absolute, well, you could call it a script or a, a, a prophecy, except I ain't a prophet. And this didn't take any imagination to see coming because they told us. When you see an organization like the World Economic Forum disappear a video and disappear things like this, there was a company prior to the lockdowns. And remember, when I say lockdowns, there was no, there was no lockdown. There were lockdowns. Schools were locked down. Abortions clinics were not. Churches were locked down. In the, in the state of Nevada, casinos with strip clubs inside were not. Mom and pop breakfast joints were shut down. Liquor stores were not. Gyms were shut down. Places to go buy the stinkweed were not. Everything that supports life, everything that supports mental health, everything that supports spiritual growth, everything that supports human achievement was attacked. Everything that's the result of being mobbed up or you've gotten so big that you're too big to fail was allowed to stay open. And the World Economic Forum put out a video and they were trying to show the world how nice it was that there were no humans. Now, there's two tiers to this. The first is, yeah, you know, it really has been nice to be able to walk around downtown and no one's down there and to go out in the parks, if you're allowed to go out in the parks, because remember, that was a death trap too. You could be arrested, shoved to the ground, and have your face shoved in the dirt, but the knee in the back of your head in many countries, like Australia, a so-called democracy, if you dared go outside or if you went paddleboarding in Los Angeles, you could have cops go out in the middle of the ocean to accost you and attack you because you were out by yourself in the ocean. But the World Economic Forum put this video out, and, and they did a good job. They wanted to make sure it wasn't useful in talk radio or, or on TV because they didn't do a voiceover. And it was just words over images of empty cities. And it just suggested that, hey, maybe we should do this every so often because of, you know, the climate. In other words, the weather. They pulled that video. Just like there was a company prior to the lockdowns called Covey Pass. Prior to the lockdowns, prior to ever announcing it, a company had built the technology and promoted it called Covey Pass. I talked about it on the radio and on Rush's show, God Rest Rush, and that's when they got scared is when it went on Limbaugh's program. <laughs> that's when, why wouldn't they? They changed the name of the website. They disappeared the product video. I even had the patent. They, they can't disappear that. So the World Economic Forum told us what they were going to do. Now, in Oxfordshire County, you're going to have to have a pass to leave your house, but don't or leave your, 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 your neighborhood. But don't worry, it's just a trial to begin in 2024. The Oxfordshire County Council yesterday approved plans to lock residents into one of six zones to, quote, save the planet from global warming. The latest stage in the 15-minute city agenda is to place electronic gates on key roads in and out of the city, confining residents to their own neighborhoods. Because, as this point, this visionnews.com points out, you know, pardon me, visionnews.online points out, 
communism will make the weather better. Because, <laughs> you know, communist countries are the cleanest of all countries. The cost of remaining silent is that. If you don't push back in your profession now, you will live under that. That will come here. And so what is the cost of remaining silent? When does the math change? When does it become too costly for you to just keep your head down? And again, I get it. I'm going to repeat for the hundredth time. Mighty brave of me to spend your retirement money. Mighty brave of me to leave your job for you. But I'm simply here to tell you by way of testimony that not doing it, the cost increases every single day. And if you do just a simple comparison in things, there's somewhere else this is leading. I had a conversation with uh, my sister, and she is a very, uh, she's a very thoughtful, very kind. I don't know the source of her kindness. She's always been kind. And I need God. I need, I need the Lord in order to be kind. She's always been kind. She's the smarter of us. She's the better of us. And when I sat down to talk with her, she began explaining her, she didn't come out and say reparations, but she began explaining what she's reading about the generational effect of, of slavery on people. And that it has caused some people to be three generations back in terms of passing on to relatives, so inheritance, or passing on a family business, or passing on a family income or trade, but really about the money. It's about the business or the inheritance, and that in that way, it's left people economically behind in in her analysis. And certainly, I can see that in cases of families where they didn't have the opportunity to do that. I can see that for Native Americans. I can see that for previous generations of people who were virtually enslaved. I can see that from the time of slavery because black people were not the only enslaved people. And I got it. I know that the argument is, yes, but black people are the only people who are evidently black. And yet Asian people are evidently Asian, right? They are. And Native American people are very often evidently Native American. They are. But my sister speaks this position, uh, speaks this, this, this concern for people from a, a genuine point of, of deep empathy, I think. And it's not social, it's, it's not virtue signaling because my sister has no need to search her, to, to signal her virtue. She's a virtuous person, nor does she ask for attention to her philanthropy. And she does it, she does a lot of it in person, the hard kind. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with stroking a check, but my sister puts her body between people and bad things. And she puts her time into that, into helping people recover from bad things. I'm speaking of rape victims, juvenile rape victims. It's tough. It's a tough bit of volunteering she does. But my view on this is that the state of California is prepared right now. Gavin Newsom has decided that in the state of California, people who never enslaved others are going to have to pay for people who've never been enslaved by others. And he's ponying up for $569 billion to be given to people who had been enslaved, except they were never enslaved. Whose families were enslaved, except 
They're not doing anything to confirm that you are the descendant of slaves. They're not doing anything to confirm that your descendants were slaveholders. They're not doing anything to confirm. Wait a minute. Are you already philanthropic? Maybe you're like my sister. And you give an inordinate amount of time and energy and help to others. Shouldn't that count? Maybe you're like other people I know who've in fact taken their lives and applied it to serving people in this community. And maybe they shouldn't have to pay this tax because they've been doing it for three generations. Maybe you're some of those people who've given stuff away and given to others. But you see, none of this is actually about finding the people who are actually harmed. What this is about is a continuing flipping of society. It's a continuing show of force. Yes, we're going to take openly from you and give to others. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter what you didn't do. It doesn't matter that you sinned. And now we get to the point. Here's how high this cost is of remaining silent. You are watching the creation of new original sin. That is being white. You are watching the creation of entities, little kids no longer made in the image of God. That's temporary. Little kids will expect that in their lifetime, they will choose their own image. If they want fur, they'll get it. You can call me crazy. Go ahead. You think the furry thing stops at wearing suits? You remember when a cross-dresser was a man who dressed as a woman and now they get to get injected with wrong sex hormones and get wrong sex surgeries? You see the way this stuff moves. You think that the Furbies are furries. You think that stops? I'm here to tell you, I know of families who struggle with their kids having had scales put on their skin and their teeth uh, filed down to be dragons and their eyes made into reptilian eyes and their tongues. I know people who struggle with this. And these people say, I am not human. I am a dragon. Until you accept that I am a dragon, I can't be in the family. Yeah, but Todd, that's a very, very small minority. Right. The way gender ideology used to be, or rather people confused about their gender, used to be a very small minority. But it's just Stuart Rhodes. No, it's not. It's not just Jan 6. It's not just COVID. It's not just gender ideology. It's not just speech controls. It is ungodly. It is the creation of an ungodly government. And the cost of remaining silent is silent assent. I beg you to make a plan to get to the point where you can speak out. I beg you. Because today is the day the Lord has made. It's an opportunity for us to rejoice, but also with expectations that we will act towards his glory if we can. God help me try to do that. I need help with that every minute of the day. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and please, please prayerfully, prayerfully, prayerfully ask the Lord how you can speak out.